I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County, directly or indirectly. And now for the news. With the legislative session set to start January the 9th, Governor DeSantis has proposed a $114 billion budget for fiscal year 2024-25. And that's compared to the current $118 billion budget. Now, $46 billion of this will be general revenue, $16 billion in reserves, leaving ample resources for any unforeseen circumstances, hurricanes, things like that. And Florida's reserves and uh, its prudent fiscal management has helped the state's continued AAA credit rating. And you might remember the U.S. government bonds dropped from AAA to AA plus as the national debt increased by 42% since 2019. Let me repeat, U.S. national debt increased 42% since 2019. Now, DeSantis has paid down nearly a quarter of the state's outstanding debt, and this year's budget pledge has an additional $455 million in debt reduction. And his budget also recommends $1 billion in tax relief, focusing on reducing the cost of homeowners insurance and renewing four traditional sales tax holidays. Next item, a little bit outside of Volusia County, but still affects Volusia, and that's uh, SunRail. They're considering a, what's called Sunshine Corridor expansion that would extend SunRail service to Orlando International Airport, the Orange County Convention Center, and Universal's Epic Universe theme park. I think that's to be in the future. And leaders believe this corridor is the best way to expand SunRail's footprint in the metro area providing service to more than 100,000 people working at theme parks, iDrive, and airport, with service extended to nights and weekends. FDOT is looking for a preferred route prior to environmental reviews, design, funding, and construction. Next item, here at home, Delta Airlines has scheduled a special event, direct flights for Daytona 500 from New York's LaGuardia Airport and Detroit to Daytona International Airport, February 16th and 19th. Now, Atlanta is also adding an extra flight on February 19th, and for the Rolex 24, Delta is running four flights daily from January 23rd to the 26th and January 28th through the 30th. Now, this spring, American Airlines 
will begin twice-weekly non-stop flights from Washington to Daytona, February 17th to May the 5th. And for more details, go to www.flydab.com or call our friend Joanne Magley at the airport, 561-7185. And between Delta and American, DBIA offers eight daily nonstop flights to Atlanta and Charlotte. And American also offers nonstop seasonal flights to Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Washington throughout the year. Now, Avello Airlines had a twice a week flight to New Haven, Connecticut, and Wilmington, Delaware, but they're temporarily suspending those Wilmington flights for two months sometime early next year. Next, candidates update. Now this will be for primary elections, August 2024, and general election, November 2024. Now, candidates are for Supervisor of Elections, Lisa Lewis, incumbent, Tax Collector, Will Roberts, incumbent, County Chair, Jeff Brower, incumbent, and Don Burnett and Randy Dye. County Council District 2, Matt Reinhart, incumbent, School Board District 2, Krista Goodrich, and Angela Kopnicki. School Board District 4, Donna Brosmer, Merrick Brunker, Carl Persis. Daytona Beach City Commission, Zone 2, Ken Strickland, incumbent. Deltona City Commission, Zone 2, Elizabeth Chavez, and Emma Santiago. Deltona City Commission, Zone 6, Dominic Nick Lully. Edgewater Commission, District 4, Gary Conroy. New Smyrna Beach Mayor, Fred Cleveland, incumbent. Lewis Pate. Then for Orange City Mayor, Kelly Marks and William O'Connor. Ormond Beach Mayor, Jason Leslie, Susan Persis. Ormond City Commission, Zone 2, Travis Sargent, incumbent. Ormond Commission, Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo and Kristen Deaton. And then Ormond Commission, Zone 4, Harold Briley, incumbent. Port Orange City Council, District 3, Barry Pytick for Tallahassee, Florida Senate District 7, George Anthony Hill, Democrat, Jerry James, Republican, Tom Leak, Republican, House District 27, this is West Volusia, Stephen Shives and Becky Ciroli, both Republican, House District 28, John Navera, Democrat, 
and Bill Partington, Republican. House District 29, Webster Barnaby, incumbent, Republican. Chase Tremont, incumbent, Republican. And Kelly Ann Smith, Democrat. And then for U.S. Congress, House District 6, Michael Waltz, incumbent, Republican. And U.S. Congress, District 7, Corey Mills, incumbent, Republican. And Alec Pastrana, Democrat. And by the way, if you haven't done so already, I want to invite you to listen to the Smoking Truth podcast hosted by Deltona City Commissioner Dana McCool and former Legislative Director Eric Ramundo. They're a good team, and uh, they cover a number of governmental and political topics, and they got some insightful interviews with legislators and city and county officials, so I recommend that you give it a try. That's the Smoking Truth Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcast wherever. Next, on tonight's Daytona Beach City Commission Consent Agenda, the Commission will take action on purchasing property on South Ridgewood Avenue between Lockhart and Loomis Streets. And uh, the funds for this purchase of land will come from the city's general government impact fee fund and it'll be the location for a new fire station that will replace the current station located at orange avenue and beach street now this has been discussed for oh gosh over a year now and uh, it looks like it's now going to finally come to fruition next Downtown Deland businesses are dealing with a growing homeless situation. City Hall has been actively working to try and connect homeless individuals to services, including the Neighborhood Center. Going back to 2020, the city partnered with businesses and churches to create what's called the Bridge, which is operated by the Neighborhood Center, and it's aimed at transitioning homeless individuals into housing. And City Commission also amended their panhandling ordinance to prohibit panhandling at major intersections in the city, in addition to creating a, what's called Spare Change for Real Change campaign to raise funds for homeless prevention services. So they're working on this. Next. At last night's meeting, Port Orange City Council increased water and sewer rates as well as impact fees, and they'll be gradually phased in over the next couple of years. The average rate increase for, for water will be three to five dollars a month beginning April the 1st. And then Port Orange also provides water to Daytona Beach Shores Ponce Inlet, and parts of un, unincorporated county. And these residents will see the same type of increase in their rates. Now, going to impact fees, under state law, uh, impact fees can only be increased so much every five years. 
So the city is planning to incrementally increase fire, transportation, as well as parks and recreation impact fees over the next four years, beginning March 11th. And next, going back up to Tallahassee, Governor DeSantis announced that Florida set a record for the number of visitors in this year's third quarter with an estimated total of 35 million visitors. And between July and September, 32 million of these were domestic visitors, 2 million were overseas visitors, and 660,000 were Canadian visitors. And in addition, Florida's annual visitation stands at 105 million visitors so far in 2023. Next item, a new black congressional district in North Florida in 2024 is looking less likely after a state appeals court sided with Governor DeSantis's redistricting maps. If you remember in 2022 session, legislators approved a redistricted map promoted by the governor that eliminated a black majority seat represented by former Democratic Congressman Al Lawson that connected black neighborhoods uh, between Jacksonville and Tallahassee uh, along I-10. But the First District Court of Appeals overturned a circuit court judge's ruling that the redistricted map violated the state constitution's fair district amendments, thus making it easier for the Supreme Court to not hear the case and let the decision stand. Now, a separate redistricting federal lawsuit filed by Common Cause, it's making its way through the court system. Let's stay tuned. And moving on to Washington, Senator Rick Scott reintroduced the College Act, which would hold colleges, universities accountable for increased tuition costs, and it puts them on the hook for student debt. It also implements reporting requirements and ensures that university endowment benefits students and families first. It also focuses on real-world degrees that prepare students for good-paying jobs in the working world. And you might remember Senator Scott, back when he was governor, he pushed this matter to make affordable and higher accessible education a priority, whereby he challenged colleges, universities to reduce cost for students and to improve post-graduation job placement rates. Let's see where this legislation goes. Now, going back to West Volusia, in order to help traffic flow, a new $47 million bridge is going over the St. Johns River connecting Volusia and Lake Johns counties, and it's just opened. Florida Department of Transportation hosted a ribbon cutting ceremony last week now this is a 45-foot clearance bridge 
that will replace the current drawbridge and it's used by some 14,000 cars per day. And over the next few weeks, Department of Transportation, FDOT, is expected to demolish that drawbridge. FDOT District 5 Secretary John Tyler said the new bridge will maintain a steady flow of traffic and it'll also feature a pedestrian walkway and bike path. The entire project should be complete by early 2024. And to finish up, look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is just emailed this past week. And if you hadn't received it, Call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And don't forget the December to Remember at the Riverfront Esplanade. This will be going on until January the 1st, parking available on Beach Street for this extravaganza filled with community events on the lawn. And there'll be over one million lights throughout Riverfront Esplanade. I'm taking my grandsons down there to see it, and I recommend you come down there and see it as well, especially in the nighttime. I mean, it's, 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 it's great. And in closing, I wanted to again express my deep and sincere appreciation to all of our law enforcement officials out there. That being from the cities, as city police departments, as well as the uh, Volusia Sheriff's Department. I mean, these folks are working hard out there all hours of the day, 24-7. And again, they have to deal with some typical situations you wouldn't believe. And if you look, and again, I want to recommend you watch On Patrol Live, On Patrol Live. It is a fantastic show that features both Daytona Beach Department as well as the Volusia Sheriff's Department. So check it out. This is Jim Cameron signing off saying Merry Christmas, God bless, and Roll Tide.